from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Jeremy Siegel in for Ryan Levy. I just want to take a moment right now to uh, honor our brother uh, Brian Hughes, who lost his life on the Ferguson. Earlier this week, firefighters battling the devastating car fire in Shasta County gathered for their morning briefing just after sunrise. They went through current conditions on the fire line, talked about weather patterns they should keep an eye out for, and they also held a moment of silence for Brian Hughes. He was the captain of an elite National Parks firefighting crew. Hughes died last Sunday while he was working to prevent the Ferguson fire from destroying buildings in the community of Yosemite West. That has great impact on us all. And if there's anybody here that uh, has knows Brian or worked Brian uh, since it's so new, I uh, just want to let you know that uh, if you're affected or feeling the That's Michael Ming. He heads up Cal Fire's peer support services, and he's letting firefighters know that there are people there to listen to them. When I spoke to Ming after the morning briefing, I asked him what it's like for firefighters when they lose one of their colleagues. I think about my family. Uh, I've been doing this for 27 years, and I've um, sacrificed a lot of summers, and now it's year-round here in California, but I've sacrificed a lot of summers away from my family. And so when something happens as tragic as this, um, my first thought goes to my family, and I, and I give them a call. I let them know that I'm okay, and they let me know that they're okay. These wildfires, they can have a major impact on people, and not just firefighters. Some of the fires burning across the state right now are pretty close to places that have recently burned, like Santa Rosa. And for people who survived last October's massive firestorm there, it can be terrifying to smell smoke again, to hear helicopters flying overhead, to see orange-tinted, hazy skies. KQED's Leslie McClurg has more. The view from Danielle Bryant's window is pretty unsettling. The orange-tinged sky is just enough for me to set off my anxiety and feelings of fear. Last year, on October 8th, an explosion jolted Bryant awake in the middle of the night. She says howling winds shook the house and the air was hot. She and her husband jumped in their car and fled with just the clothes on their backs. We were running for our life. At that point, it was starting to sink in that we were running for our lives. When they returned the next day, the street was desolate. The air reeked of burnt chemicals. Homes were charred rubble. The fire destroyed thousands of houses and killed 43 people. We were victims to one of the most terrible events in history. For the past year, Bryant has struggled with many symptoms of trauma, sleeplessness, nightmares, irritability, loss of appetite. Agitation, so quick to agitation, hence the fight that I got in the other night with my husband. It was a fight about nothing. She says she blew up after watching the news about all the fires on television. She hasn't turned the TV on since. And she says a lot of people are going through the same thing. And you can just feel it. There's a sense of tension here in Santa Rosa. Bryant is now living in a temporary apartment about a mile away from her old house. She's still really working through a lot of what happened. These last 10 months have been one of the hardest, it is the hardest time of my life. Because what you have to do after an event like this is you have to go on living. So just living becomes the hard part. Leaving everything behind, acceptance, grief. During especially hard times, Bryant found herself driving to the empty lot where she used to live. It was like visiting like a gravesite. So it was a place to just come and be and to cry. 
she takes me over to see the ruins. And as she's backing out of her parking spot, she pauses and takes a deep breath. Just seeing the smoke off to the east, I get this sense of dread. Ugh. Oh no, not again. As we drive down her old street in the Coffee Park neighborhood, we pass the skeleton of a rusty sedan still parked in a pile of ash. This was definitely the hardest hit neighborhood. You can still see some of the trees that are still standing. Um, Their trunks are burnt. But the suburb is also coming back to life. Construction crews are framing new homes. You can see our street sign. Bryant carefully treads through some weeds and knee-high bushes. See this, this outline, this box? That was it. That was our home. She crouches down and then puts her head in her hands and just takes a moment. After a few minutes, she stands up. Next door, a crane drops a pile of plywood beams. All over the ground, little green shoots are pushing through the blackened decay. This green is hopeful to me. This is just a sign that nature comes back and is forgiving and that we can live on. We can come back. We drive back to the apartment. To help process her grief, Bryant is taking a writing class. I have, th- I have three pieces. She says it's therapeutic to put painful memories into words. Grief breathing into my bones of lead, it's stuck there in the deep. Was it all a dream? After, we were refugees. I remember swimming at a hotel in Healdsburg, floating in abundant blue. A cool bomb, a boon in a strange town, not home, nothing of ours known. But this little box of a room kept us from sinking. When she's seeing smoke and getting panicked these days, Bryant tries to stay grounded by taking a deep breath and focusing on the present moment. She's taking it one day at a time as they rebuild their lives and their home. And is there any part of you that's questioning living in the same place? Uh, Yes, that was uh, something that we, uh, it was very mixed (laughs) because it is going back to the place of trauma, but it's also going back to our home. Thanks to Leslie McClurg with KQED's science team for bringing us that story. If you want to read more about California's wildfires, go to kqednews.org. And if you like Queued Up, you can subscribe to the show and give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening. If you like Queued Up, another podcast you should check out is Bay Curious. Each week, they answer a listener question like, can you really go to jail for picking California's state flower? Find Bay Curious wherever you get your podcasts.